0: Seth? Seth? Can't hear you, Sethsy. Bottom right.
1: There we
0: go. town. Nice.
2: Hey. Everybody's so excited.
1: It's working. I'm excited that it's actually working. <laughs> Technology.
2: Technology is great when it works, man.
1: Yes, and when it doesn't, it is the devil. <laughs>
2: it's Satan.
1: It's Satan.
2: Nice hey, mic, man. Disclaimer, we're already recording, but this is not going to go on the podcast, obviously. Oh, okay. Uh, We just grab banter um, to see what we can do with it later. We need to be funnier because timing is everything, man.
0: You're listening to That Church Podcast with Justin Dean and Van Baird. We help digital communicators tell the best story the church has to tell. Learn more about our conference, regional workshops, and online training and resources at thatcc.com.
2: Well, welcome in to That Church Podcast, where we help digital communicators tell the best story the church has to tell. Hi, everyone. My name is Van Baird, and I'm one of the co-founders, along with my buddy Justin Dean, of That Church Conference. Today's episode is with our buddy Seth Muse. Seth serves as the social media and web associate at the Heights Church in Richardson, Texas, and he gets to blog about practical church leadership. And by the way, he hosts the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast. And today he'll discuss how to write a church email that actually gets opened, which is critical if that's part of your overall church marketing program is your email campaigns. Hey, before we jump in to our time with Seth, can I just take a sec to say thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you that are downloading this podcast. We are truly blown away by the growth from the last couple of months. It's funny how when we put out a consistent podcast every Thursday morning, we see growth. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a sermon illustration in there somewhere, Could y'all do us a favor, though, and leave us a rating and some comments on our iTunes page? It's no secret that it helps to drive more listeners to our content and helps us help more digital communicators in the church. Speaking of which, be sure and check out our Chicago intensive workshop that's coming up on April the 25th. We're going to have a room full of church communicators just like yourselves learning how to tell the best story the church has to tell. We're going to be at Soul City Church. Uh, it's a one-day intensive workshop in Chicago. Not only do we know who our speakers are, but we have topics. So drum roll, please. Um, I have no drum roll sound effect. It just sounded like the appropriate thing to say. Uh, we have Mark McDonald, who is... Um, just a stand-up guy. He's a church brand strategist. Uh, He's writing a book called Be Known for Something that hopefully will be available right before this workshop. And his topic is going to be ways to know whether your church brand will succeed and how to fix it. So that'll be fun. Very hands-on. Lauren McAllister, she's the social media manager for First Baptist in Jacksonville, Florida. Love her topic, Down the Rabbit Hole, Turning Negative Social Conversations into positive ones. Man, so timely, so much um, that we can learn from the people that leave negative comments on our page. And I've seen Lauren's notes on this. It's going to be tremendous help to all of us in the church world that manage social media accounts. Then we've got Ben Stapley, who's the creative arts pastor at Liquid Church, and his topic is processing church communication requests. Where are all my church comm leaders, communications directors, this is for you going to learn to walk in the room that day and walk out with a better plan to handle those different types of requests. And then Danny De Los Reyes, he's the media pastor at North Place Church, and it shows his promo video that he did for the conference is outstanding. So if you want to kind of get a taste of the level uh, that he is at, but he's going to be talking about creating and sustaining a thriving volunteer culture in your department. He went from a couple of volunteers to 50, and he's going to be teaching everyone in the room how to do that well. So we'll look forward to having all that. Uh, We'll be broadcasting the entire day via live stream on thatcc.com. And we're so appreciative of our friends at Tithely. They sponsor our live stream. You guys know Tithely. They're the innovators in church giving. Be sure and check them out at get.tithe.ly. Cost for the live stream is $149. But that means you and your entire team can watch and soak in what our speakers will be delivering in the room. If you're wanting to join us in person, The price, by the time this podcast goes up on March the 2nd, our price will just have jumped. But hey, there's a way you can get a discount. If you're listening, we're planning for 2018, and we want to know what other cities to go to, because we were already in San Diego, we're going to Chicago, then we'll be in Nashville on July 14th at Crosspoint, and then of course our big conference in Atlanta. But in 2018, if you can hit us up on Twitter... At that church conf, C O N F, that church C O N F, and let us know what cities we should be going to. We've handed out a couple of discount codes that way. We'll send you a, uh, via direct message a discount code. All you got to do is let us know what city we should be going to next year, and that, maybe that'll help with the price of the ticket either in the room or the live stream. So let us know. Well, again, our guest today is Seth Muse. He's got a checklist that we started talking about before we recorded uh, that helps all of us not only write better emails uh, to use in our church marketing strategy, but also how to have more of them get opened and get read. We have a link to his blog post with step-by-step directions on our show notes for the podcast. We know you're going to love learning from Seth, so if you want to hear more from him, be sure and check out his podcast, The Seminary of Hard Knocks, easily the best titled podcast in church communications. So jealous of that, that name. So, sit up, don't relax, pay close attention to our friend, Seth Muse. Well, welcome back to That Church Podcast. I am Van Baird, one of the co-founders of That Church Conference, along with Justin Dean, who by default is the other co-founder of That Church Conference. What's up, why,
0: why am I by default? How come you're not by default? Maybe I'm the co-founder and you're the other guy. Well just when I when I say co
2: founder, and I the next person I introduce by default would be the other co-founder, right?
0: Okay. All right. It's clear. Uh, We're equal founders. That's what co founders mean. Okay. Okay. Co
2: founders. <laughs> so welcome to the Van and Justin Therapy session.
0: <laughs> Thanks for tuning in.
2: Um <laughs> we're getting a little punchy we were, we've been recording a lot of podcasts um and it's friday it, it's friday
0: <laughs> um, it.
2: they were recording this it's starting to snow in georgia which it never does so we're just a little punchy at this point
0: Sorry, but, my, bad. my bad no
2: it's okay I I, maybe it. that'll be the cold intro who knows <laughs> figure it out so um but I am, I am enjoying all these interviews, and um, depending on you know how often you keep up with us and when you're listening to this, um, if you haven't listened to the last few um, speakers that we've had on, please go back, listen in. Um, it's been a wealth of information um, that we are tapping into just in the church communications um, community that we have at thatcc.com. And um, the guest today, man, I don't, I'm 99.9% sure we met Steph through that church conference.
0: Yeah, I think so. Definitely, he, uh, he followed us. Him and I have connected uh, a couple times, I think. So uh, that's what I love about our guests, man. They're just you know regular people in the trenches doing church work, and they've got so much to share. Like I, I think it's awesome.
2: Good stuff. Yeah, this guy's been around. He's got. Real world experience. He's got church world experience. Currently in the church, he does uh, social media and he's a web associate for uh, the Heights Church in Richardson, Texas, where I think he told us earlier it's snowing there today as well. But he blogs about practical church leadership and hosts the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, which I'm bringing right? of the name, which is really cool. Seth Muse, how you doing, man?
1: Hey, I'm great. What's up, guys? What's going on? We haven't been talking for a while. This is brand new. No. This is a brand, brand new. new.
0: <laughs> no, there's nothing fake about this no. podcast. So. No, this is all. This is yeah. the First time we have talked to him today. So, hey, buddy, how's it hey. going?
1: It's going great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on. I've been. Re- I'm really excited about this.
2: We are too. Um, bring everybody that's listening up to speed. Uh, you know, we gave you a quick intro there, but tell everybody about you, your family, and your work life.
1: Yeah, um, I live in. Plano, Texas, work in Richardson at the Heights Baptist Church. That is a new job for me. I previously was in youth ministry for 17 years, and this past year was working in the, I guess, secular world, but I was I was a marketing manager. So it was a lot of space for me to launch my own blog, my own podcast, and kind of learn a lot more about social media, web development world that I now run in, in at the Heights. And that's my job now, social media and web. Uh, Web development. So, I run our main church social media, and we're working on building a brand new website. I've been married for most of those years. I've been in ministry, and we have two kids live here in, in uh, loving Texas. Love Texas, and yeah. So, I, I I'm 37, about to be 38 at the end of this month, and trying really hard to keep up with these youngsters. And
0: the, uh, I heard it all goes downhill at 38. I mean, you, you basically give up. Life's over at 38, right? Well, the Life beard gets over. longer,
1: so you obviously get smarter and, oh. and share more of your information and your knowledge and accumulated wisdom with. Gotcha. And, uh, gotcha. and actually, you get
2: that makes sense.
1: So you're not done a done
0: Houston on. Texans fans, are you?
1: No, uh, I Good. actually am not a sports guy. Okay, you all. and Dustin. Yeah.
0: A in along. your face, Van. You can't Not talk
1: really. about sports on this show. Like Dallas, I, you live in Dallas, you to like the Cowboys and the Rangers a little bit. You kind of know what's going on. the Mavericks, you know, and, I, and I'd probably be more of a Mavericks fan than anything, but still, it just I don't, I don't really care that much. I don't watch college sports or any of that. When people start talking about it, I kind of go, "Cool, did you see Doctor Who last week?" <laughs> I think there was a football in it. you know?
0: Right. <laughs> That's my boy, Sam. <laughs> threw it at he yeah, threw he it was, a
1: dinosaur. Uh, it was really fun. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I'll just be over here in the corner. You guys continue the podcast. <clears throat> Dude,
1: oh, let's yeah. talk, let's talk about
0: websites and stuff. Cause that always goes above Van's head too. That'd be great. Sure.
2: <laughs> I love how stupid you think I am. That's, I mean, it's really, um, you're playing right into my hands.
1: <laughs> so Van, how, 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 what are you doing for SEO? Um, so, um, yeah.
2: you know, Ad- SEO on Broadway is amazing. And S S R O. Sorry. All right. So let us let's, let let's, let us spend some time in an area that I'm not fully aware, nor is Justin, but we are quickly trying to learn. Um, and it, we're going to say this, and it's going to feel like we're way behind the times, but we talked to enough people, and this is just this strategy for whatever reason, it's not being paid attention to. But um, can you talk a little bit about, email lists, building a list on email, and why in the church world that's really important and should be getting more and more important every day?
1: Yeah. Um, I kind of look at email, and some people say that email is dead. It's, it's not dead. And if, and if you listen to Michael Hyatt, he will tell you the same thing. It is not dead. It is the way people market, And the reason it's still important is because if you can get into someone's inbox, that's that is prime real estate for whatever it is message you're trying to get across. It's it's like when your dad, when you're growing up, used to like come into the kitchen table and he'd pick up the newspaper and he would read through the newspaper and he would scan through it and find the things he wants to read about and he would look at the sports page and he would look at all that stuff. That's kind of what email is now for the modern generation. You get up in the morning, you go to work, you open your inbox and you go, What do I want to read? These are things that you've asked to be sent to your inbox. And and spam filters are really good now, so you don't get a lot of that junk. If if you're on Gmail and stuff, they filter it for you pretty well. And so now you can really filter through your email and say, what do I want to read? So you look at all those subject lines and all that stuff and go, okay, well, I want to read that. So you open it up. And I read an email called The The Hustle. I love The Hustle. It's not content. Like, I don't really care a lot about who bought who and what merger is happening and all that, but it's just funny and I love reading it. So it's one of those things where you can reach people just by being there and being good content that they want to care about. So I think that the church has struggled so hard to be read, and, and we can talk about a lot of reasons why, but it, it's, it's, they're in the paper, but they're on page 16. you know, and, and it's like you don't get that kind of exposure. And I think the church could do a lot better job with email. Um, for me, I've built my own email list Pretty organically, I've used a few Facebook ads, but mostly it's been organic uh, for, my, for my blog and my website. Um, and, and, and as far as that goes, I haven't sold a lot, but I, I have a, f- a system for my own emails that uh, I try to make it something they want to open and write it a little bit like The Hustle and, and try to make it fun. So I think email is really, really important and uh, we could talk about how, how to do that better but I think churches sometimes overwhelm people with how they present content in the email. And so it ends up getting flushed.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, we run into this all the time with, with email newsletters I mean, churches scratch the surface with it and they may have a newsletter that goes out, but, uh, they never really look at it like holistically big, like big picture. And I always try to use the example of like, I've got four kids uh, so even at our church, when we go to, you know, one of the biggest churches in America, I get, I think four or five emails a week from the church, you know, one for each kid. I got the main email. I got one for our small group. I got, um, you know, one for the men's group I'm in. And it's like, man, the, for one, the kids, it's the exact same content in each one. It's like, why can these not just be combined in the one email? Yeah. um so i mean there's you know there's that the start of just like hey let's get all of our communications out on a calendar figure out what's going out and try to consolidate some of that try to design that in a better way um but i think you know we, we've learned too just the value of having an email list and, and building now we've learned that from our friends andrew and richie we did uh you know a couple episodes on facebook ads you can Once you have that list, you can upload that up to Facebook and use that to, to do better targeting on your ads and things like that. I mean, it's such a valuable, valuable tool to get a good, good, solid email list.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and it's so underused, too, because I think if we think uh, we put the information out and send it to them, we've communicated, and that's, you know, we, that's not the truth. Um, I think we, we ignore what something you just said is that when they open the email, they've got five different emails from different departments of your church. And I think that is a, a big flag for us in the communications to, to recognize that when you send five emails, they better be short emails. Yeah. You know, and they're not. They're, yeah. they're ridiculously long, or they're the same thing over and over. And it kind of gets to the point where it's not just information that's helpful now. Now you're, you're making me mad. They dump
0: right. everything into it they, they think that it's a place to just kind of yeah. gather all the loose ends and make sure that every department has a voice and it's like mm-hmm. you're no one's reading this like no one
1: <laughs> yeah and and if you've got weird things with your email too you can hit like black background with white letters and you know flip it around or something like that and you know you you've put the pastor's blog in there and it's just this huge long thing and uh, instead of linking to it outside of the email. I mean, there's just so many things you can do that can make it something that people just go, nah, well, thanks. I'm out. We
2: obviously want to cover, you know, some best practices and how you you keep, you know, from making people mad, but you, you've actually blogged about this before you, you've written about checklists for for building email lists and and doing it better. Can you just touch on some of those best practices for our listeners? Because I think we can all learn, you know, um, from that and then we'll make that checklist available on our show notes for anybody to go back and click on
1: sure and i think with an email list you know the first and foremost thing is taking care of your list it's making sure that you've got people on there that actually want that and so if you provide something on your website that allows people to opt into it and you can give things away and do all that kind of stuff that that builds your list really big so building the list and maintaining the list and getting people off the list that don't want to be there anymore That's great. When I have an unsubscribe for my list, it hurts my feelings. But I kind of go, "Well, that's the list taking care of itself," you know. So I kind of have to tell myself that because, you know, there's a little bit of ego involved. You're like, "Oh man, somebody doesn't like me."
0: It's true, man. I went through our email list last night. I couldn't believe some of the people who have unsubscribed in the past. I was like, "We're we're friends, like yeah, we talk." But you know what they. Like I know, it's because they also follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and we're in constant communication with them. They don't need an email, on, you know, no. from our list telling what's going on. They already know what's going on.
1: Right, right. I, it's going to really hurt when my mom unsubscribes. I'm, I'm trying oh, to figure out, like how can I get her. Well, I mean, what, what would be something I'd put out that would actually make her go? Nah, I don't hear that anymore. <laughs> I don't know what that would be. To me, that would be like, okay, now I've found the line. Don't cross that anymore. That's uh, brutal. So, <laughs> but, but anyway, the I kind of look at our lists when we actually are, are writing the emails. I mean, um, in three parts. There's a writing phase. There's kind of a formatting phase, and then there's a finalizing kind of phase. So when you're thinking about your email, there's some some writing things, the creation stage of of how you write this email. And aside from just writing it well with you know proper grammar and complete sentences and all that kind of stuff, you know, there's things about it that you need to put some time into that may not have thought about. And the first thing I always say is it's got to have a great subject line. And if your email list has the same subject line every time you send it out, Mm -hmm. you may as well just unsubscribe people randomly because that's what's going to happen anyway. Weekly church newsletter. Weekly church newsletter number 450. Yeah. Yeah. ooh, can't wait to open that. It's number 450. (laughs) Like, what does that even mean? It doesn't provide any kind of information what's in there. Doesn't tell me why I should open it. Doesn't tell me why it's important that I see what's in this email at all. And in a busy, busy inbox, I open this up. That's the page. That's the newspaper. I'm scanning the inbox subject lines to see what I want to read. And so
0: that- Are uh, Are you an emoji subject line user or no emojis?
1: I have dabbled with the emojis which sounds weird to say but i, I you know, it sounded dirty it did a little bit sorry yeah. <laughs> i'm uh
2: get your mind out of the gutter Dean. i am
1: <laughs> trashing up this podcast
0: uh, <laughs> it's a family program buddy so
1: Absolutely. i i've messed with the emojis and put a few in there i'm i'm a guy i feel like sometimes that's what not- what?
0: Really Hold. Stop the podcast! <laughs> Stop the podcast! Are you are you saying guys can't
1: use emojis? Oh, I use emojis all the time, but like in moderation. So I I, I don't know about like the lines of emojis, but
0: you, you know what emoji I'm using right now? The one where he's rolling his eyes.
1: <laughs> I can see it. I can see the <laughs> emoji on his face.
2: I'm trying to remember the guy that actually did. Like a whole A/B testing on that, and yeah, Brady and sure says and they don't, don't work. work. And it wasn't, yeah. It, well, it's not that it didn't work. It just wasn't. It yeah, wasn't that big of a difference. Yeah, you know, and I think you have like to fifty-fifty.
1: 50. You have to consider your crowd too. I mean, if you're yeah. a church and your crowd is fifty and over, I, you send an so emoji out, out there and go, "Who is
0: our list?" and they seem to improve it. Um, but our list is like social media managers at churches, Mm -hmm. you know, Brady's list is like video, you know, we're, you know, we're talking about Brady Sharir. He said he tested them on his list and they didn't do so well. Um, but you know, his people are mostly like, you know, video centric, creative people. I think it's just a different audience. So you got to test it out. And that's the great thing about subject lines on email. Or anything in email the links the content images everything you can a b test pretty easily no matter what system you use
1: yeah i think more importantly than like the emojis it's what does the subject line say does it grab their attention i think of it like a blog post top headline yeah you know it's like you, you got those those click baby kind of posts <laughs> you do that but do you want to do something that kind of tells what's in the in the blog in the email yeah also kind of doesn't doesn't give away the farm you know it tells you a little bit about it but says open this and here's what you'll get
0: here's the five things going on in church and you won't believe number four
2: (laughs) i (laughs) think one of the most opened emails and obviously he had a big audience but um the guy that ran the campaign for obama in 08 Mm -hmm. um said that one of the most opened emails they ever had the subject line was hey H-E-Y. Yeah. I believe and, that. yeah so um it's not like you have to do something like that all the time but that's a good word from a from a writing standpoint yeah well talk a little bit about formatting
1: well and, if i want to tag on to that because why that's important is the other thing i would say about writing in your stage is that people are more like and i had a, a guy come to me in a church once i was a youth pastor and i sent out this parent email every week you know and i did the classic you know parent email number 40, you know, I didn't know any better. So I'm putting that stuff out and he tells me, he goes, yeah, I don't read those. And I thought, wow, why your kid is in the group. You're an elder at our church. Why don't you read my emails? You know? And he said, because you don't write it like it's to me, you write it like it's this big form letter. Uh And, And so Michael Hyatt says this kind of stuff, Donald Miller, he's same kind of idea when you're writing first thing people want to see when they open an email is something that looks like it's from a friend. So it's from someone they know. And so the big banner that goes up at the front is not really a good first thing to see when you open that email. Yeah. Yeah. Good subject line. But then when you open the email, I use merge tags. So it enters their name and it's like, Hey, yeah. Justin, I really hope you saw this thing that our pastor did. It was really great. Yeah. And, I, and I just write things. And that first whole section is just writing. It, it's just going to be good writing, short writing stuff with the, Know, spaces in between, so you can, your eyes can adjust and all that. But it's short and no more than like 150 words. And then you get into all those graphics and other things you can do to give announcements or do whatever you want to do. And uh, I actually have a MailChimp template I'll give you guys you can put out for people to see what I'm talking about yeah. uh, for this podcast. Oh, really
0: yeah, I think, you know, an email that comes, even like a church newsletter, that should come from the pastor or from yeah. a pastor um, you know, or, you know, someone in the church who's a leader, um, like that should be the name on it. Mm-hmm. You can still automate it all and, and have, you know, someone putting it together. They don't even need to be involved, but it, it should say that it's coming from them. They should have a, you know, their sign off at the end that does way better than, you know, community fellowship church as the, you know, the, the from line. Yeah. Uh, and it's so easy to customize it too two people individually. And when you're capturing their email, you definitely want to capture their name as well.
1: Yeah. And I just heard, uh, I was just listening to something Kenny Jang did. Uh, and he said that, um, and I thought this was brilliant. He just said, people have relationships with people, not organizations. And yeah. I, I was like, that's the, f- the focus of the email. It has to be something that they feel like this is from a person that is, they can get to know, you know, if it's from, yeah. You know the heights.
2: Totally, I don't mean to cut you off, but we can totally identify with that. The ones that we've met face-to-face, the ones that have been at our conferences and our workshops, mm-hmm. we can see them interacting with us, you know, online a lot differently than somebody who just kind of stumbled across us yeah. um, based on
1: an
0: yeah. ad or a share or something like You're that.
1: You're one of them, Seth. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I mean, you know, that's how we connected.
0: Yeah. I mean, it feels like, uh, it's almost like we have an inner circle that just keeps growing, but, um, Mm -hmm. it's it's true the people that we've connected with the most just continue to stick around consume the content and help others too which is awesome yeah
1: yeah
2: so you start with writing on your checklist and then you go to formatting
1: and you go to format so this is the second part once you've got some good things written i mean you always need to focus on writing but there's a formatting thing that kind of it's almost like design when you're writing an email that helps people digest the content Easier. I mean, you want to make it likely they're gonna read this email. That's really the goal. Is I want it likely to be opened, I want it likely to be read, and then I want it to be likely to be clicked. And so I want to divide things up with headings and some contrast. And, And and so that you can see some white space in the email. Maybe it's a block design or maybe it's graphics or whatever you want to do after that, but somehow allow their eyes some white space because it lets the eyes, you know, kind of breathe. When they're looking at things and they can digest the content, jump to things faster. And so I, I see this a lot that little small, thin divider that you put in the email, that's not enough. You know, you gotta have some space there to clearly define one section from another. So formatting it is important in that sense. Um, I also think merge tags and, and making it personal is another part of formatting where you can speak directly to the person. Um, prominently place fo- social icons. You want to make sure that stuff is in there if they want to share it or if they want to follow you. That's important. You don't want to overload with graphics, but you want to add some elements of that in there depending on how big they are and you want to make them small. so it's
2: eat up. And you're, and you're mostly using MailChimp
1: for you. I'm using MailChimp and I love MailChimp because for 10 bucks yeah. a month, I can send a ridiculous amount of cool looking emails. Most churches yeah.
0: don't even have to pay. I mean, it, I think it's free yeah. up to 2,000 emails per month, which is more than most churches need by, by far. Right.
1: And yeah, for me point being that
2: regardless, regardless of what you're using, this formatting is so important, whether you're, you know, mm-hmm. using constant contact or exactly. you've you got a, a huge list that you do through your, your outlook, what, mm-hmm. whatever, but all these are good points, no matter what, service that you're using
1: right and what i love about mailchimp is and this is something that churches aren't really into yet that should get into it is the reason i pay 10 bucks instead of doing the free because i don't have that many subscribers i could just do the free thing but i pay 10 bucks because with that plan comes automation and you know you can start doing funnels and and stuff and i have one funnel right now it's three emails long and it's just a welcome get to know me kind of funnel that I don't, I've set and it works and it runs and it's great. I can see that being an incredible tool for churches to set up a welcome funnel once you join the list. Here's our sure. church. here's who you can be part of. Anyway, so that's a whole yeah. other thing. But formatting yeah. is, is a big deal for emails because people need to be able to snap to different sections of the email quickly to see what do I, like a newspaper. What do I want to read? You know? Yeah.
0: yeah. I think. Um, I mean, let's talk about the funnel. Uh, idea for a moment Cause I, I think that is a huge tool for churches. Like once you, once you get a list and you get good formatting and you're not you know wasting time by putting a ton into the email, you're, you're being very succinct and very uh, design conscious. Like that's great. Once you get to that, I think the next level is okay. How can we have a better flow uh, to what we're doing? And a, one great example of that of how, how a church can use, that, I think, is is like a welcome series of emails. So when yeah. someone signs up for your list the first time, like say they're a new visitor and they fill out that card and they give you their name and their email, they should go into a list called new visitor mm-hmm. and you could easily email them. The first email could just be a welcome from the pastor: Hey, we're so glad you're here. Who's, you know, here's what we're all about. Then maybe the next day they, they get one that says, Hey, you know, here's the check-in process for your kids. If you got kids and you can kind of drip content to them uh, over time. So it's not, super overwhelming. Uh, And you can even automate it in a way that says like, okay, if they check that they have kids, they get this email. If they check, they don't have kids. Then we skip that one. Right.
1: Uh, And and that gets intuitive. And that's, that's a tedious task. It's like uh, in in your previous podcast, they were talking about automation a lot. And um, in one of the ones you did with Andrew, Andrew and and Rich, Richie, Richie, they, they talked about, it's very front heavy to put all that up and it takes a while to get that right. But once you get it right, it's like you sit back and it yeah. does its thing for you. And, then, yeah. and the only thing you have to do is kind of check in and once in a while make sure the info is still right. You know, you have to do right. that. But, you know, like hey, come meet our pastor Gary. Well, he retired a year ago. You
0: know,
1: <laughs> so that's not good. So that would
0: be bad. Would so be bad. Uh,
1: you got to check that kind of stuff. But it is something yeah. that's so easy. And, I, and I'm actually working on some for- some templates to help people put together funnels for that. Um, and I would just say. I have a four-email system that I would do a welcome of some kind, just here's our church. And then the second email would be an introduction for families and ministries. And the third would be an intro to small groups and how to plug in deeper. And the fourth would be a social, like, hey, go follow us on all our social stuff. That's That's it. And, and that's it. And you can you probably, you
0: five, kind dude. of quick.
2: If I'm listening to you in the car right now, I'm wanting to pull over and write those down real quick. So we'll even put these <laughs> in the show. Notes. but Go through that one more time. What would what would your four be?
1: My four big ones would be for a welcome funnel for church. Is email one would be a welcome, and that could be a video welcome from the pastor. Hey, glad you're here. You know, host it on Vimeo. Link it in your email. That way you're not blowing up their inbox. And it, the the trigger is like it's immediate. As soon as they get. On the list that email goes and then the the call to action would be just watch the video we just want you to watch the video because there's more emails coming we don't need you to do anything we're not trying to get you to do anything yet uh and so the reward if you want to go check out our website it's like go set up an appointment to meet one of our our pastors or whatever it can be in there but really i just want you to watch the video and email two would be an introduction to ministry so that would come maybe two days later and you know that would be uh here's a bunch of ministries we we have. If your family needs, wants to be involved in one of those, and actually from there, whatever they click could put them in some funnels, some other segments for your email list, which that's getting a little bit more next level for email list maintenance, but it, it, you can it up to do that and it'd be really great. Uh, that way you don't get five different emails. You have one list, segments, and everybody knows who's getting what. Uh, instead of the student ministry has a list, the, uh, Adult ministry has a list. Children, yeah. a list and you're getting five on, at five o'clock on Monday. Um, so the second email is that click on the ministries and find out what we offer. Like, how can you as an adult get involved in our, in our church? What, is, what do we have for kids? What do we have for students? Email three is the intro to small groups. So don't just come to church, get involved. You know, it's here's our Sunday morning program. Here's our Wednesday night stuff for adults. Here's what we do for students. Here's what we do for youth. Here's our college. Here's our singles. You know, whatever you want to add to that. Uh, that goes out maybe four days after the first one, you know, or four days after the previous one, whatever you want to do. Um, and then you can have a link for each one of those that sends an email to that group leader, whatever they're interested in, like for your small groups, you know, your, or your Sunday school class. Email the Sunday school class leader. I'm interested. And then they can get in touch and just tell your leaders, hey, if you get an email, this is where it's coming from. Make sure you respond kind of automates all your stuff to the right people instead of just one person trying to call this huge list of people that visited this week. Uh, And then the fourth one would be a social follow. Like, hey, go to Facebook, go to Instagram, go to Twitter, follow us there. We have some really great content. Give some examples of that. Um, Tell them it's the last email in the welcome series. Like, this is the last one you're going to get so they know, oh, I want okay, good. I don't have to unfollow them. Right, a bunch of emails in a row. They're like, man, are they going to send me an email like every day? No, we have four. You're going to get right. four, and then this one's the last one, and then it's just going to be the weekly thing, or whatever other list you sign up for. Uh, and so tell them that you're going to finish it up. It's maybe six days after, and then just invite them to follow and like pages and stuff. And that's just a simple. Here's our church in a nutshell. Um, some people want to send the, what did we believe they want to send the, you know, um, what's it like at our church or they want to send, here's our staff. But honestly, if they've gotten to the email list, they already have seen that on your website. So there's no need to do that.
0: It's awesome. Your in your checklist. You had, uh, you know, the final step, I think is just finalizing. So once you got the format done, you know, maybe you've played with the automation and stuff. I think that's a Mm -hmm. advanced step from there, but, um, what, what would be the last step, uh, they're in, in, an awesome email.
1: In finalizing, it's basically making sure it's checking everything. I mean, it's kind of sending your test email, make sure it looks right, clicking all the links and make sure they work and they're not broken. It's uh, checking for spelling, letting somebody else see it. And uh, when you send that test email, because uh, MailChimp will let you preview it and also send test emails. So you would put my own in there and I put a couple other people to see it. And maybe they'll read through it and notice it. And if you do that, just remember that sending them a test email to look over can also be a beatdown if your email is really long. So, that's another, you won't get as much help if your email isn't very good. So, uh, check for broken links. Uh, Check that the preview text is right. Um, There's a little line that shows up maybe outside the inbox or before inbox that a lot of people forget
0: (laughs) i don't know how many emails i get where it says fill your preview text here or whatever
1: and that's what happens is sometimes it works and i think i know it shows up on your mobile it shows up uh in some inboxes and some it doesn't
0: it's basically that line before you open the email right yeah it's the
1: line that they see (laughs) it's part of the headline so
0: um,
1: you can put a merge tag in that too. make that personal I yeah. that for my own, uh, I do merge tags for everything. It's personal.
0: I'll, I'll tell you, man, the, uh, the testing and I, like, I'm a firm believer. We should do this. We don't now, but, uh, when we send out emails, I think it's super important to have someone else take a, a look at that first. I mean, especially from a church. Um, I remember a couple of years ago, uh, I sent out an email to our resurgence list. So it was, you know, a hundred thousand people on our church and who follow resurgence and the link uh, one of the links I just typed it in super quick and I spelled resurgence wrong, um, and I caught it like as soon as I hit send, it went out. Hundred thousand people were yeah. getting it. I was like, oh man, like what do I do? Do I send another follow up saying, oh here's the real link? What I did is I I hurried up and I bought the URL of the misspelling. It was available. <laughs> oh wow! I redirected That's it. Quick. To to where it was supposed to go, and it all went up within hours, and it worked out. I still own that domain. I own the Resurgent Resurgent dot com. <laughs> and no one knew. My boss story. didn't know. Nobody
2: knew. I made an error. I was
1: like, <laughs> "Oh, That, that was
2: amazing. worth listening. That was worth listening to the end of this podcast for.
0: You, you want the Mark Hill backstory. That's, that's the real deal right there. Wow. That's awesome.
1: So I think awesome. with the, with the finalizing exactly that you want to make sure people, your, your proofreading skills go up immensely as soon as you hit send. And yeah. it's like, you want somebody to look at it, it that helps them go up before that. And, right. um, and, and ultimately with your email, I mean, your whole, I mean, the reason people join our church email list is for information. They want regular information. So they don't want a whole lot of flowery stuff. You know, they want the info, what's going on at the church. It's not, that's not our problem. I think the email list problem we face is giving them the information in a way that they'll digest it and enjoy it or like it or actually engage with it uh, and click through it rather than go, oh, this again, it's such a task to read this email. And that's what we don't want in the email, in the inbox.
2: Well, man, this was this was so good. I mean, the, you know, when we try and put out good, valuable content that people can quickly grab onto and, and go back and, and utilize in their church, and that was dead on today. Seth, thank you so much for for just pointing us in the right direction, you know, sharpening us um, as communicators, because in the email world, like you said, when we started, so many people are just kind of thinking it's dead and it's overlooked, and it can be a critical, critical piece to your overall communications plan.
1: Mm-hmm. It can. Thanks.
0: Yep.
2: So, well, listen, we'll link to all this in our show notes. Um, Seth, tell everybody where they can find you online.
1: Uh, you can connect with me on Twitter at the Seth Muse, and you can also find me on, at SethMuse.com. Um, search a podcast at iTunes or Google Play is the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast. And uh, that's, that's Instagram. Find me on Instagram, Seth Muse on Instagram. Uh, that's about it.
2: Major props to Seminary. Thanks, uh, MySpace,
1: <laughs> MySpace. I have a Zanga. It's Zanga dot com slash.
2: Nice. That's <laughs> great. GeoCities page. Wow. Oh, the sarcasm. We're just trying to wrap up, and he just can't stop. He can't help himself. He right can't on. help himself. I was ready to compliment you on the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast. That's a Thank great you. name. Thank that's you. A great name.
1: I'm really excited so, about it. Episode yeah, 15 has a uh, Dave Shrine, and man, I will tell you that oh, that's that big killer. for me.
0: He's that guy. Big.
1: He started me. He's the guy I went to first. That was like when I started getting into communications and learning. So I expected I was like, maybe I try to get him on the show, at like show one fifteen. He's on show fifteen. I'm like, what the heck is life right now? It, it's nice. He, he's so incredible. So mad props for him, and and I just I love it. It's so much fun to do.
2: And we'll link to him as well because Dave is. He's got a just a, so much information and knowledge. So yeah. We'll say- Thanks again, man. Appreciate you coming on, and don't be a stranger, and we'll see you soon.
0: Thanks. Thanks for listening to That Church Podcast with Justin Dean and Van Baird. Visit us at thatcc.com for additional resources for church communicators.